This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by the Arcola Co-op. You're at home here on Highway 13 in Arcola. And brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. Today we have our usual Friday outlook on this week's grain markets. Both wheat and canola are down this week. We have a two-part feature on the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers Association, which held its annual meeting last week in Saskatoon. Real Agriculture looks at grain markets with John Duvenaud. And we have a final part feature on a farmer who has set up a program to use waste food to feed livestock. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain markets were reflecting downward movement this week. PI Financial Commodity Futures Advisor Adam Pacallo says canola is down $20 per metric ton, while spring wheat futures have fallen $0.05 cents a bushel for the week. Well, Jim, this week starting off, it was a little bit shorter of a week for the U.S. markets with Monday being closed for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. But uh, canola was trading on Monday and the March contract declined approximately $20 a ton on the week. Today, we are down about $6 sitting at $8.20 a ton. On the March Minneapolis wheat futures contract, we declined as well, but only about five cents a bushel. Today, we are about unchanged, sitting at 9.04 here. So one thing that traders are watching here is how the improving weather forecast in Argentina might really help out the crop there. And that, I believe, could add a little bit more selling pressure over the near term here on the soy markets, soybean oil and the meal market in particular, because that's the one market that has broken out quite a bit higher here. So in addition, traders do see two more fronts in the forecast for next week, which again could bring widespread heavy rain amounts as well. If the Argentina crop production outlook does stabilize, traders see the record crop from Brazil as a factor, which will keep global supply soybeans really somewhat burdensome. So a poll of palm oil traders and analysts from Reuters suggests that palm oil prices actually could drop 23% during 2023. So that's something that I'm, again, a little bit watching for the canola market here, talking with clients about protecting some profitable prices. What about the wheat market and particularly, say, the war in Ukraine? Well, I, I believe really the war in Ukraine, it, it doesn't really seem that it's in the news too much right now. There is a big crop potential ahead if the spring weather is normal. But again, that's 
quite a bit in the future here. With Russian wheat prices well below U.S. values, there's really no sign yet of a slowdown in Russian wheat sales. So that's something to to kind of watch here. And a farm futures survey indicated that larger U.S. wheat plantings are expected to limit corn and soybean acreage this year, as well as farms really seek to profit from the higher grain prices than the last few years. So that's something that I'm watching for clients uh, on the wheat front as well to be protecting at some profitable prices. Okay, so generally the price outlook? Looking at the canola front, canola, the trends have been pointing down here this week. It looks like the March contract could be reaching that $800 a ton potentially here in the short term. So that's, I would say, the next kind of level of support I'm watching for canola. And wheat? On the wheat side of things, I'm really wanting to see this $9 a bushel on the March hold here. If that is broken, the 880 level, we did see that kind of reached back in, in August of last year. That would be definitely crucial support as well. Adam Pacallo is a Commodity Futures Advisor with PI Financial. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Spalley on 620 Saskatchewan Pulse Growers had some good revenue in the past year. Executive Director Carl Potts says there was a drop in production in the past year, but prices were on the upswing. So production levels obviously were, were much lower, but given that Canada is a very large producer and exporter of pulse crops, we had you know strong strengthening in prices. So from a re- revenue perspective, uh, our, our revenue was uh, was reasonably strong, even though we had lower than normal levels of production. Um, you know, and then on on the expenditure side, we've been expanding our investments in research and development, which is a really important area uh, and, and priority area for growers. About 60% of our total budget uh, is going in, you know, into R&D. So we're making expansions there. We're making some expansions in the investments we make in uh, in market development, you know, as well. And so, you know, a, a strong year from a financial perspective for us. Potts outlines the expectations for the 2022. 2023 fiscal year. Yeah, well, you know, a big focus for us continues to be on on building out our investments in you know in R and D, and uh, you know, and and fully executing on our our new plan and our new vision for uh, for supporting pulse crop breeding in uh, you know in Saskatchewan. So, you know, we've launched one new partnership uh, with Lima Grain last summer that we're really excited about, and we're pursuing some other uh, you know some other options, including. You know, with the University of Saskatchewan Crop Development Center, you know, here as well. So we're we're working on some of those. We know that those uh, are are really important investments and valuable investments for growers, and that's why we're we're focusing uh, in on those. Potts outlines the levy cycle. As an organization, our 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 levy does vary uh, quite a bit and uh, and cycle through depending on sort of what stage of the you know, the, the overall cycle that we're at. So, you know, as of right now, we're in a period of, of relatively high revenue uh, overall. So we've had, you know, relatively strong acres for uh, for pulse crops, particularly peas and lentils, which are la- our largest acreage pulse crops, you know, and, and strong prices as well. So, you know, growers haven't seen, you know, pulse prices, you know, as well as other crop prices as strong, you know, as they, you know, have been over the last year and, and currently are, you know, for, for quite some time so that so that you know that uh, impacts our, our levy because our levy is a combination of uh, of both price and quantity a percentage of the value of the sale 
so you know so you know we feel that we're sort of at the you know at the higher end of uh, of our typical revenue cycle but we know high high grain prices don't don't last forever and uh, but you know we're also prepared for uh, situations in years where our revenue declines sharply we have an accumulated reserve we allocate you know a portion of that to uh, to covering you know revenue variability back in 2016-17 we had a very sharp decline in in lentil prices in particular ran into market access issues with India and so our revenue dropped very significantly and we had to draw on you know about 13 million dollars of accumulated reserve at you know at that time so we're sort of towards the the top end of the the revenue cycle now where we we tend to build uh, accumulated surplus um, you know but at some point we'll need uh, you know we'll need to draw on those as um, as revenue declines from from those historically high levels and Potts explains further yeah so we we have budgeted uh, 17 million dollars of uh, of levy revenue for uh, the current fiscal year that that we're in and that's really driven by you know uh, uh, reasonably strong acres for to the 2022 growing season and continued strong prices for for pulse crops uh, you know heading into uh, you know the the fall and the winter and you know and, and the springtime here so that's that's what we're looking at uh, there and as we look forward to the 2023 growing season we're expecting a seeded area of pulses to be flat you know or lower just recognizing that their you know farmers have a number of uh, strong options uh, economically for uh, for pr- production in the upcoming year you know wheat uh, you know canola uh, barley for example are all expected to be uh, at least at this point being higher in uh, in in acreage for the upcoming year, so you know we think um, you know lentils and peas will again have strong acres compared to historical levels, but but could be slightly lower from uh, you know from last year. Carl Potts is the executive director of the Saskatchewan Pulse Growers Association. Coming up, he discusses the surplus outlook for the coming year. But first, we have our report from Real Agriculture. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney on six twenty CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. John Duvino, veteran grain market analyst with Wild Oats Grain Market Advisory, is uh, still pretty optimistic about crop prices heading into uh, the 2023 planting season. We caught up with John at Ag Days in Brandon this week. We got to remember we're coming off a fabulous record all-time crops, so prices. So this is uh, these prices they've they've fallen off a little bit here recently, but still in the scheme of things, these are great prices. Right now it's uh, middle of January. There's not much going on in grain markets anywhere. Well, South America, of course, there is, but uh, but it's likely going to be a quiet winter, quiet January, February. Come March, we get into planting intention surveys, and and weather will start to become a factor, and we might see some movement then. But uh, through the winter here, frankly, I think probably we're probably likely to just be easing lower. Okay. What are you seeing in terms of uh, changes in, in acreage or, or up, down, different, uh, I, I guess, crops that farmers are, are going to be focusing on this year that you expect they will be? Well, I expect to be uh, less oats growing this year. We had a fabulous oat crop last year, and uh, there's lots of oats now. They're hard to move, so I, I suspect that that's going to be uh, down in acreage. 
and uh, flax will probably be down in acreage as well. Wheat, it should be it should be steady. Certainly, lots of oats were grown, and and prices, uh, unless they change before before spring, probably won't attract much more at this point. Actually, oat prices are, are actually still pretty good. Like they're still four and a four four or five bucks a bushel, and uh, but that's a bitter pill after the seven fifty oats. But it's, historically, it's a fabulous price. Okay. How concerned are you, John, about some of the bigger economic issues and, and demand moving forward in terms of uh, of grain prices potentially dropping off if uh, if overall demand around the world, whether that's due to things in Europe or, or things in Asia, uh, is that something that you think farmers should have on their radar at this time? Not really. Uh, people have to eat. That's the last thing you're going to cut back on. And... Uh, China, for instance, has been a real good customer for Canadian crops for, for several years now. We're really at the sweet spot in our relationship with China. They have a, they have a uh, command economy, and they are nervous about... There were some revolt, revolts there this, 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 this winter, and, uh, and they're making darn sure their people get fed. They, they don't want any shortages, and, and uh, Western Canada is benefiting from, from that right now. Because we've also recently interviewed an analyst who talked about uh, being on the backside of a super cycle right now and expecting prices to drop. And he was sing- thinking that we should be uh, forward selling or, or uh, selling puts or, or different taking different strategies like that with prices potentially headed lower. You, you see strength maintaining in these markets? Uh, I, see, I see some strength, but really and truly, uh, the demand side is fine. It's the supply side that I'm a little bit worried about. Uh, in Brazil, they have a they have a fabulous crop. It's like it's going to be massively huger than the one they grew a year ago. It's it's in the ground. It's growing well. It's in good shape. The big news is Argentina, which is uh, true. They are they they do have a serious drought problem there, but the Brazilian crop is three times the size of the Argentinian crop, and that's a, that's a mildly bearish figure. The other one is Russia. And uh, they had a monster wheat crop this year. They're blowing it out as fast as they can. Their dollars a ton under un- cheaper than Canadian or American wheat, and uh, and they're they're taking a lot of the global wheat business. And that's the other one that's kind of nervous right now. But those some of those things are already priced into the market, or the prices that we see today, right? The Russian wheat definitely is priced into the market. It's moving the uh, Brazilian soybeans. That's still a potential. Okay. Any other things that you think? growers should have on their radar between now and, and by the time they're in the tractor seat, putting seed in the ground? You know, uh, job one is job one is to grow it, so uh, I remember when prices were really terrible, uh, being asked that same question, I just said, uh, maintain your rotation and, and the markets will take care of themselves and grow it first. All right. Thanks for your time and your insight again today, John. My pleasure. Again, that's John Duvino of uh, the Wild Oats Grain Market Advisory, a, a veteran in uh, Canadian grain market analysis. And certainly, John's a lot more uh, bullish. Uh, the latest uh, publication from Wild Oats, a note on the back page says, uh, the commodity boom is taking a pause, not ending. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. It's your agri-weather forecast on the voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. 
The Real Agriculture Report has been brought to you by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps, Integra Tire and Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high today, minus 7. Fog patches developing again overnight. Wind northwest 20 tonight, the low minus 13. Tomorrow sunny, fog patches dissipating in the morning. Winds up to 15 kilometers per hour. The high, minus 7 Saturday. Wind chill minus 20 tomorrow morning and minus 12 in the afternoon. The low, minus 8. Sunday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries, the high minus 1, the low minus 7. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 4, the low minus 11. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 3, the low minus 10. Wednesday, partly cloudy, the high minus 8, the low minus 10. Thursday, partly cloudy, with a high forecast, minus 7. Normal high for this date is minus 11, the normal low, minus 23. The sun rose at 8.49 this morning. It sets at 5.30 tonight. And currently, around the province, we have the hot spot in Maple Creek, it's zero. The cold spot, Mancota, at minus 13. Esteban is minus 9, Saskatoon minus 10, Swift Current minus 5, Weyburn minus 11, Yorkton minus 9. In Regina with scattered cloud, it's minus 13, that's 9 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southwest at 4. Humidity is 85%, the barometer falling 102.3. Partly cloudy in Moose Jaw, minus 7, winds are from the southwest at 22. Once again, Regina, scattered clouds and minus 13, that's 9 Fahrenheit. This spring, apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada. Before seeding your canola, peas, or lentils, maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The Saskatchewan Pulse Growers Association is expecting an income surplus this year. Executive Director Carl Potts says revenues are quite good. Yeah, we we are. We have a budgeted uh, surplus for uh, you know for this year again, primarily due to our you know uh, you know our uh, the, the situation we're at from a revenue side of things being higher than the, you know than normal, and uh, as we continue to increase investments in you know in in research and other areas, those don't increase as sometimes as fast as revenue increases. So so it's uh, it's part of our typical cycle where when we have strong and high revenues, we accumulate some reserves, and then when uh, when prices and, and revenue goes the other way, then we, we typically draw you know draw down on that. So we are expecting a, a surplus for for the upcoming um, or for, for the current fiscal year. Potts says the funds go to a good cause. 
us. What we want to build is is uh, is solid long term you know investments in research that really really make a difference for, for growers. So you know we're increasing our level of investment in in key areas like root disease for peas and lentils. That's a very important and and, and key production challenge for producers uh, you know you know here in the province. So it provides us with the ability to you know to make those extra you know you know larger investments in in those areas to hopefully you know drive results uh, on on those key issues even even sooner so that's really what it what it provides to do and, and then it also provides that financial stability for you know those times and we, we know that they're they're coming when revenue dips and uh, and then we're able to still su- uh, sustain and maintain those levels of investment because we have the reserves in place so we don't uh, you know we don't need to go and and cut research projects for example part way through because we have the reserves to you know to be able to weather through those those lower revenue times. So again, stable long-term investments in research, market development, you know, for farmers, I think are, are part of the reason why we've had success in in uh, in growing pulse acres over the past 20 and 30 years, and that's really what we're shooting for: that long-term stability and. Uh, uh, and, and consistent investment in, in those areas over time. Potts says a series of winter meetings will be held in Saskatchewan next month, and details are available at the SAST Pulse website. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service, ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. We have the final portion of an interview with the farmer behind the program called Loop Resource, which helps smaller livestock producers feed their animals food from grocery stores. That's food considered unsellable to humans. James White says they started the whole thing in Dawson Creek, B.C. a few years ago as a way of offsetting some of the costs involved in running their own farm. And after clearing a few legal hurdles and bringing a comprehensive plan to the table, they also determined the best way to help other farmers who needed it. He says it's made a huge difference to many small producers, especially those who were hit hard by drought the past couple years. White says that was extremely evident in Manitoba, where he says producers shared heartbreaking stories of having no feed for their animals and how the program literally saved them and their farms overall. White says most grocery stores only waste between 1 and 5% of the food that goes through their doors, but he says it's actually a lot and most definitely makes a difference to the farmers who need the help. So we asked him how the program works and how people can help if that's an option. He spoke with reporter Cheryl Brooks. So Loop as a program is free for farms. The cost of the program is supported by the stores, and we work hard to make sure that Loop as a program is easier and cheaper than garbage. So if you're a grocery store and you're throwing food out and you wouldn't like to, we would like to help you. And in the Edmonton area, northern Alberta area, that is our biggest need right now is that we're short stores. we got a lot of farms that are interested, <laughs> and we need more stores. We have the opposite problem in southern Alberta. So if you're near Calgary, we have so many stores that have approached us to join the program that we're looking for more farms. And you can go to loopresource.ca, hit the sign up button. That sign up button is really built around farms. So it's going to ask you where you're located and what you have for animals. Helps us get a picture of what you could use on a weekly basis as a supplement. Having access to free feed is wonderful, but there are only two problems in feed. Having too little or having too much. And 
we want to find that sweet spot for you. And then if you have a store, shoot us an email to support at loopresource.ca and just ask how you can get involved or give us an idea of what you're interested in. That's Jame White, the founder of the Loop Resource Program. Here's the market updates with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. Market update brought to you by Freeze Tallman Lumber. Since 1956, Freeze Tallman has been your trusted building material supplier for every type of project. Freeze Tallman in Regina and Fort Capel. And Farm Fresh Water, they'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. Grain prices were mixed in early trading. Viterra prices for Durham gained $4.18 at $4.8062. Canola fell $11.30 at $8.08.22. Chickpeas jumped $2.42.50 at $11.68.45. Yes, that's $11.68.45. Number one red spring wheat rose $0.38 cents at $4.18.64. The rest were unchanged. Feed barley $3.56.57. Flax 682.98, lentils 703.50, oats 229.32, yellow peas 467.70, and feed wheat 289.56. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, hard red spring wheat for March went up one and a half cent at 904 and a half cent a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock 842-4574. Now, the latest quotes. This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Hardline Livestock here in Moose Jaw. 2,226 on offer at our Tuesday, January 17th. So this market, it's dollars higher than what it was here last fall. 116 red and black steers, 526 at 314.75. 33 tan steers, 541 at 323.50. 42 tan steers, 596 at 307. That's $1,829 for a 600 pound steer. Danny Myers and Minton had 58 good Semitol cross steers, 572 at 303 and a quarter. A triload of black, 651 at 282. 710 tans at 286 and 23 big crossbred steers, 798 at 246 and a quarter. Into the heifers, 74 red and black heifers, 450 at 257, 21 tans, 526 at 258, 96 black heifers, 520 at 250, 79 reds, 591 at 234, 601 tans at 239.75, 38 tans, 687.25.75. Another 300 cows on Thursday. There's quite a difference out there on the price and quality of these cows. Big, strong, grain-fed cows, 95 to $1.05. Sales to 108 the medium cows. They're hay-fed cows, 82 to 94 Shelly bit cows, they're quite a bit lower yet. We are expecting a big run here on January 31st. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. And the latest pork prices, 184.34 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. Inspections of ships carrying Ukrainian grain and other food exports have slowed to half their peak rate under a UN-brokered wartime agreement. That's created backlogs in vessels meant to carry supplies to developing nations where people are going hungry. 
Some U.S. and Ukrainian officials accused Russia of deliberately slowing down inspections, which a Russian official denied. According to figures that the operation's Joint Coordination Center in Istanbul provided to the Associated Press, average daily inspections of ships both heading to and leaving Ukraine hit a peak rate of 10.6 in October. Since then, it's been downhill with 5.3 so far in January. Assas Power continues to sink into the red. The Saskatchewan Rate Review Panel is throwing a lifeline. The panel is recommending the government approve a 4% rate increase to go into effect April 1st. Assas Power was denied this increase a few months ago because the panel wanted to see more detailed financial information. Now that they've seen the numbers, the panel has signed off on the increase. SAS Power is expected to lose more than $105 million by the end of the fiscal year. That's after posting a profit of $160 million in 2020-2021. Premier Scott Moen, the provincial captain, will have the final say on whether or not this increase goes ahead. On the markets, the TSX is up 91 points at 20,432. The Dow has gained 105 points to 33,149. Well, has gone up 52 cents at 81.13 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is at 74.50 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley. Molly on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of the broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news, on your voice for everything ag, 620 CKRM.